Time for IFYL, Inspirations for Your Life, Drive Time Radio Talk Show. Here, we'll talk about everything you need to know to stay inspired, how to set your goals, stay on track, and achieve them. Before you can do anything in life, you need to believe, and then you will achieve. Motivation, inspiration, tips, techniques, and the keys to being and staying successful in your life. We often share things you can choose to implement to make a difference immediately. We will utilize affirmations, positive self-talk, NLP, and technology to get you excited about achieving your goals. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, national keynote speaker, member of the International Press Association, and your host for Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time Radio Talk Show. Be sure to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com more and more of my great creations. Tonight, it is great to be with you, and uh, we have another great uh, topic. You know, whether you're, um, let's say, in a business, or maybe uh, you are uh, just uh, helping someone out, it could be a friend, it doesn't really matter. Uh, There's something I want to talk about, and it's called ARPC. All right, those uh, letters, A-R-P-C, it's four letters, uh, each stand for something. The A stands for acceptance, okay? The R stands for rejection, okay? The P stands for projection, and the C stands for connection. Acceptance, rejection, projection, connection. Say that a hundred times fast. I know it would probably be fun. So... When we think about our lives, we do a lot of things autonomously. And that includes accepting or rejecting a feeling, a thought, an emotion, a concept. And we do it on autopilot. When we think about the word accept... There is also something called admit. John, what the heck is the difference between accept and admit? Well, the difference between accept and admit is that when we actually, let's say, um, admit, that's where I'm going to go first, we are giving permission or allowing access to. Like if I admit you to the file server, I admit you to a classroom. I'm giving you permission to be part of the class. I'm giving you permission to log on to the website. We don't say that I accept you to the website. So let's say that I, you get a letter back from your university. Dear Mr. Such and Such, thank you for your recent application to Such and Such University. Uh, we are pleased to... Do they say admit? Do they say accept? Well, a lot of times they're going to grant you permission and admit you to the college, right? They're going to give you access. Acceptance is when we celebrate or actually take that step of being admitted. So let's say, for example, uh, you get an email message. And the email message might be something as simple as... um, Dear Joe, uh, thank you for your recent inquiry about wanting a trial 
to our website to see if this software is going to be useful for your organization. Please find the link below, click on it, and fill out the appropriate information, and you will get a 30-day free trial. So when you accept that offer, okay, then they admit you. All right. So does admitting happen first or does accepting happen first? Well, oftentimes you'll accept an offer and then you're given access. But the admitting has to be done before you can accept, right? So the permission has to be bestowed onto you before you can accept. All right. So now that we understand a little about admit and accept, we're talking about accept. Did you know that you actually accept an idea or a concept regardless of whether you say something or you say nothing? Huh? What's that about, John? So if you don't say something, you actually are accepting it. Yes, you are accepting it. Maybe... A friend of yours says something like, you know, you're really not a great writer. I'm not a great writer. No, you're not really a great writer. And you can say something like, you know, I appreciate um, you sharing your feedback, and I've been writing for lots of clients, and I know I'm a great writer. That's great. Now, if you would have said nothing because you didn't want to offend your friend, that supposedly is a friend, but he really isn't, and you just keep quiet because you don't want to, you know, rustle the leaves or, as people would say, upset the apple cart. If you were to remain silent when someone says something to you that you don't agree with, you know what's going to happen? Your subconscious is going to accept that choice. And even though you are not in agreement with the fact that you're not a great writer because you are a great writer, the fact that you didn't respond or the fact that you didn't say anything in your brain that I am a great writer or walk away and say, hey, I am a great writer, your body's going to latch on to the fact that you're not a great writer. Now, that might sound really crazy, but it's the truth. It's the truth. You've probably heard of rejection before, too. So rejection is another state, right? But we can't reject something if we don't say anything or if we don't change the thought in our head. So this means that you either accept or reject a thought, a premise, or a concept, and a lot of times you do this subconsciously. That means you do it autonomously, without even thinking about it. Autopilot. All right? And if we can think about that for a moment, then I believe this is going to make a lot of sense to you.
all day long, you get approximately 6,000 thoughts that go through our minds. And you change from a different thought pretty quickly. When you change from a thought, you may not be cognizant or aware of what that thought truly is. You accept something or you reject something. We do this every single day in our life. We accept or we reject. Pretty simple, isn't it? All right, so I don't get it, John. Well, let me explain this to you. You accept or you reject, okay? You're going to do that all day long. If you're conscious of it, you'll be able to affect that decision. Once we accept or reject, then another step takes place. But before we can think about that, let's think about acceptance, When we are accepted onto a team, into a program, a class, the dopamine in our brain increases. It starts to give us a natural high that makes us feel great. And that reinforces the fact that we're doing something we're enjoying. All right. Let's think about rejection for a moment. Rejection is when we get decreased levels. And we also don't feel very good about ourselves, self-esteem. And we become very drawn down because we have no energy, no desire to do anything. So... When you do something in life and you feel good about it, I always tell people, do more of what you feel good about. If you don't feel good about something, then don't do that, right? Don't do that. That's what I'm saying to you. Don't do that. But when you have things that make you feel good, do more of that. You might say to yourself, Well, how do I know if I feel good about it? Well, you know. Somebody says something to you and you suddenly, you know, get these great, positive, warm feelings in your heart. And by warm, I don't mean temperature. I mean that they make you feel good. When that happens, it's like a natural high is built. And you suddenly want to go all in. When... You reject something, you pull away. You don't really want to do anything. So acceptance, rejection happens every single day of your life. Every single day. But what you may not know is that regardless of whether you accept or reject, you automatically will project that energy. Let's think about project uh, in a different way so it makes more sense. 
whether we're talking about a slide projector, whether we're talking about a movie theater and they have digital projectors, when the operator of that movie system loads the um, DVD or whatever medium they're using, that video, once they turn it on, is projected on to the screen. Now, regardless of whether you wanted that to project or not, it just happens. When you turn that switch on, it's going to project out there. So that means that in life, we accept or we reject. And then guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's going to project outward to other people. Hmm. So I will tell you that something that's very important to understand is that knowing that this happens, whether you want it to or not, is the key. Think of it like this. You've gone into a, um, I don't know, you've gone into a room, and there are several microphones, and they're all on, and they're all ready to project your voice out to an audience, to recording equipment, or to a live broadcast. Whether you want it to or not, it's going to happen. So just realize that right now. If we understand that, what happens next? The image, the energy, will get connected to the people that we are closely in proximity with. Let me say that again. The image or the energy will get projected by the people we are in close proximity with. Pretty cool. So let's think about acceptance and rejection for a moment. Many of you probably heard of the boomerang technique. Well, a boomerang is nothing more than um, something that's made out of uh, wood or plastic. And it spins basically on, on an axis. And so when you throw a boomerang, there are two types of boomerangs. One that you throw... That's used as a weapon and one that you throw when it comes back to you. So if you're using a boomerang that's a weapon type boomerang, you throw it, it's going to be used as something that'll basically be able to harm someone. If you use a boomerang type that is one that returns to you, as soon as you throw it, it'll be returned back, or as we say, boomeranged back to the original thrower. Hmm. So... That answers the question of what we put out in this world comes back to us. What we put out in this world comes back to us. That makes sense, doesn't it? Makes a lot of sense. What we put out comes back to us. So whether we accept something or we reject something, it will come back to us. You've heard of the word karma before, right? Karma pays back. Well, a boomerang pays back too. A boomerang pays back almost instantly. <laughs> you throw it, you're standing there, you'll probably get hit in the face if you're not um, 
planning to catch the boomerang, but it will come back to approximately the same area of where it was thrown from, which is you, where you were standing. So if you throw a boomerang, and let's say you suddenly move to another side to get away from it, well, the boomerang's not going to come back to you. It's going to come back to the area to where you've thrown it. It doesn't know that you've moved to the left or moved to the right. It's not a tracking system. It just knows based on the pivot and the position of how it was, let's say, catapulted through the air, it knows how to retract that back to you. A-R-P-C. Acceptance, rejection, projection, connection. Thinking about your life. Thinking about every single day of your life, you make lots of different uh, choices, whether to accept or reject things. But lots of times this doesn't happen because you want it to. It happens because of your subconscious. So if you are not getting the results you want, it's time to change your subconscious. We know that over 95% of the body is run by the subconscious. That includes making those decisions on whether to accept or reject a premise, a concept, or an idea. Pretty easy to understand, right? All right. So you accept or reject. Now, let's go back to... um, Rejection. How many of you out there ever remember being on the playground for the first time? Maybe you're at a school, a public playground, and um, there were some other people around you, and you want to swing on the swings, but the kids there don't want you to. So they tell you to get away, or they tell you you're not welcome here. They're rejecting you. Right? Maybe you're trying to play football with some people, or maybe you're just trying to uh, play soccer or any other sport. But they don't want you on their team. They don't want you on their team. How many of you can remember taking a gym class? I'm sure we all can, right? And I'm thinking preferably in high school. Okay? preferably in high school. And if you can understand that, this will resonate. So when you were in high school, or if you're still in high school, most gym classes will start with the instructor picking someone to lead calisthenics. It's like a warm-up. And... They could do whatever they want. Obviously, it has to be something a little vigorous. It can't be just like, you know, wave your hand or something. So usually they could start out with something like uh, 20 jumping jacks, then maybe five push-ups, then maybe three sit-ups, maybe some windmills, right? Uh, Maybe some toe touches. And usually calisthenics lasts for about 10 or 15 minutes. When calisthenics are over, the instructor will usually say, okay, today we're going to play dodgeball or we're going to play hockey or we're going to play badminton or we're going to play baseball or softball or soccer or whatever it is. And 
I'm going to pick, I need to pick six captains. Oh, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. And the instructor usually goes around and picks the people that are very athletic. That's usually how the uh, gym instructors work. So um, they pick the six people. And there's a lot of people there. And each team has to pick members on the team. And you probably remember this process because they have to go through all the members. And you're noticing as we get through the round of each captain picking halfway through, you're not picked yet. And so they keep picking. Now we're more than halfway through and you're still not picked yet. Now they're almost 80% through and you're still not picked yet. Now they're 90% through and you're still not picked yet. You're probably not feeling very great, are you? Because you haven't been chosen. You feel like you're rejected. 95% comes, you're not picked yet. 99% comes, you're not picked yet. 99.99% finally comes and you get picked. Why? Because either you are the last person or you're the second to last person to be picked. And thus, because of numbers, no one else is left. They have to pick you. Now, that might sound pretty average. And it is. But I can tell you, waiting for that person to pick you is an interesting experience. And when you don't get picked right away you feel bad you get a little depressed because you see what happens as soon as somebody gets picked if you're like oh yeah thanks man and then they give them a high five and then they go to the back of the line for the team because the team captain's always up front and you might say that you know the team captain only wants good people on their team i get it but in gym class we were taught that it's about how to work with people at all different levels. And one of the things you got a grade for in um, phys ed was not how much of an athlete you were or how athletic you were. That was not what you got a grade for. Well, you might say, John, how the heck do you pass gym in that case? Well, the instructor was looking for a couple things. One, attendance, okay? To be here, on time, early, dressed, in your uniform, and ready to go before calisthenic starts. Two, looking for somebody that has a great, positive attitude. Three, looking for someone that may, even though they don't score, but they try so hard, and they don't give up. But the trying, the instructor sees that. And if you do all those things, you can easily get an A in gym. So again, gym is not about how athletic you are, but how you are as a person. Did you get dressed willingly? Um, did you remember your gym shirt, gym shorts? 
Did you remember your white socks, uh, your sneakers? Did you remember all that? Did you remember your gym bag? And if you got to gym and let's say you didn't have your gym bag, you would have to go to the uh, instructor and say, I forgot my gym bag. And it's like, oh, okay, um, well, you're going to get an incomplete today because you're unprepared. And in the beginning, um, you probably figure that doesn't matter much. But if you had several incompletes, you could easily fail gym. Yeah, you could fail gym. So when you got an incomplete, um, you probably figured it was no big deal. Get a couple of those, it really could drop your grade. And so um, what they started to do after a while for people that did this repetitively, they started having them call their parents and tell them to bring in their gym bag. So I know a couple of times that I forgot it. I would call home and like before I even got to gym, like, oh, I forgot my gym bag. Can you bring it? And my parents would bring it to me. But these kids would go to gym class and try to get out of gym. And the instructor would make them call their parents and bring their gym bag. So not only was it getting dressed for gym class, having a good attitude. Having a good attitude means that you are supportive of your teammates. You encourage them. Okay? You participate in the um, calisthenics. You participate in all the games, all the activities, all the things you're asked to do. If you're asked to play a position, okay, on a basketball court, you play that position. Okay? If we're running suicides, which is where you'd run all the way to one end of the gym, you touch it, you sprint all the way back, touch it, run all the way back, and each time you each each time you went all the way down and back. So you'd start at this end, run all the way down and sprint back, touch the wall where you started, that would be one. Go all the way back down, two. So usually we do anywhere from five to ten suicides, and they were extremely tiring. If you were someone who says, Oh, I'm tired, I want to do that, that could get you um, not an incomplete, but it could get you uh, basically um, a bad attitude. Because someone that didn't put their willingness together to be the best in gym, even if they weren't the best athlete, they still would get a great grade. So being on the team gave you a great feeling when you were picked. Now, something also that happened was I remember that when I got picked, and I remember the next time that I came to gym, guess what happened? All the people that didn't get picked right away, guess what the instructor did? He made those last six people that got picked become the captains next week. And suddenly... All these people want to be your friends. And I remember picking people. I didn't have any biases or any um, hesitation of picking anybody, even if they didn't pick me right away. And do you know what happened after I picked them? Next week, they were captains again. And you know what happened? 
I got picked first. And when I got picked first, for these other, let's say, people that got picked first, the instructor rewarded them for that. He even rewarded me for picking people that didn't pick me first because that's not an easy thing to do. So gym class was not about just getting you physically active. It was about having you understand how to cooperate with other people, how to participate. My instructor would always say, your attitude is important, okay? Getting dressed, okay, and your attitude. He kind of ranked them together. So that's getting dressed and also getting dressed again back for class so that when gym was over, you were able to get dressed and get back. So typically, if uh, let's say our class was at uh, 11 o'clock, I'm just making this up. Class is at 11 o'clock. Um, we'd have 10 minutes before our mod. We'd start getting there. And so about, about 10 to, we'd be, uh, it, was like, it was like, it was like, yeah, it was like five or 10 to, we'd leave. We'd go down to the gym locker room, start getting undressed uh, to get ready and dress for gym. And then we were expected to be on the floor as quickly as possible, which should be done at about 10 minutes or less. Some people would dawdle, waste a half hour. And that would get you in trouble because then there'd only be a half hour left for gym class. So they expected you to get dressed, be neatly presentable with everything you needed, be back on the floor and ready for calisthenics. So that was your dress uh, and your attitude, okay? The next thing they would evaluate, okay, is, um, and obviously uh, being prepared is all part of that. The third thing that they would evaluate was your participation. Did you participate in gym class or did you just kind of be a wallflower? When the ball came to you, did you just kind of put your hands up and just like, oh, not me? Or did you reach in and try to be proactive with the ball? Right? And the team captains, even if you didn't score, weren't upset with you. They just wanted you to participate because the team captains got the message that the, that the gym instructor was trying to convey to everyone. And that was that everyone can play together. But that wasn't an easy lesson. And I have to tell you that I don't think the whole class learned that lesson, <laughs> strange, until we got through half of the semester of my first year as a freshman. Like, oh, gym class again. And we had something called a seven-day cycle. So that meant that we had gym twice in a cycle. Usually we would have gym one day and another day, but that second day was usually the next week because if it was a seven-day cycle, if you had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that would be day five. Come back again on Monday. It would be day six, then day seven. Unless there was something weird. Or if you had your gym, let's say you had it on day two and day four, well, then you'd have it in the same cycle, right? And I remember that going into gym class, I always felt that it was about being rejected. And this happened for one reason. And that was 
getting comfortable with being around other people. And I mean that in, a, in an athletic environment because maybe you're intimidated by people. Maybe they were better athletes than you, right? But the instructor always was on the side of people that were participating and that were treating all the athletes fairly. So if you're a crackerjack athlete, and you're suddenly treating me badly because, you know, I didn't make the basket, and you always do. Well, that would be reason for the instructor to um, not be too happy with that, that top athlete. So you would think Jim is just about Jim. Jim is about doing the best you can for the abilities that you have at the current time. And to get those bil- abilities... To be strengthened through physical exercise. I will tell you that sports is something where everyone gets rejected every day. People get rejected in school, right? Um, we talked about the kid that um, you know was trying to play in a team and he wasn't welcome, or on the. Um, Swing set when he wasn't welcome. How about when someone's having a birthday party and you're not invited? That's a form of rejection, right? And then what do you do? Well, today you wouldn't do anything. You would just basically ignore it, right? And be like, okay, they invite me, no big deal. But back then, it was so important to go to everybody's birthday party. So you literally went to... Other people say, oh, gee, are you going to Brian's birthday party? Are you going to Brian's birthday party? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Everybody's going to be the best, the best skating party ever. It's going to be a lot of people. The whole class is going. So you reach out to the person. It's like, let's say the person's Ryan. That's his name. Let's just say hypothetically. Ryan, um, I thought we were friends. Oh, we are. Well, um, you're having a birthday party, and I didn't get an invitation. Oh, um, you should have. I didn't get one. All right, let me check. I, I, I thought I had everything in my bag. Let me, let me check. I might have left some home. And so that was a typical excuse. So then they'd go home, and then they'd tell their parents, and then they would be able to, because they were only allowed to invite so many people or something like that. And then they'd come home, and then before you know it, they're basically inviting the whole class. And you might think that this is interesting, and it is. It's about you feeling bad because you weren't invited to a party. And you start feeling a little low. And then suddenly when you get the invitation, it's like, oh, wow, I'm invited. So thank you so much. Or thank you. Oh, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, Nintendo cartridges. Oh, Nickelodeon card. What, what do you want? And then they get excited about inviting you first because they're all about the gift. Oh, what do you want? Oh, I don't know, um, maybe like uh, uh, some video games. or. And so now they know they're going to get a good gift. So now they know they want to invite you. But why is it that people reject others? It could be because somebody might be jealous of you. It could be because You don't do the exact same things. You don't have the exact likes. 
it could be because they had to make a choice and you really weren't their top friend, but they were only allowed to invite 25 kids. I remember that happening to me when I was in school. And my mom's like, you know, we're not inviting the whole class. We're just going to invite, you know, like some of your close friends. I think I invited like 25. Before we knew it, the whole class was like 75 people and the whole class was invited. And you might say, is that rejecting someone? No, it was being selected. But what's the difference? We're rejecting someone to go to a party might seem different, but it isn't. So how do you handle that? You send the invitations, hey, don't tell anybody. I only can invite so many people. You're still rejecting them. You're still alienating them. Maybe somebody doesn't like the way you dance, so they don't invite you to the party. Maybe a boy or girl uh, doesn't want to dance with you. And you say, hey, do you want to dance with me? And they're like, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to dance with you. I, 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 I don't want to dance with you. Or they say, no, I don't want to dance. Or just no. And you're like, oh, he or she doesn't like me. They don't like the way I look. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't have enough muscle. I weigh too much. I'm too skinny. I'm too this. I'm too that. Um, I'm not a great dancer. Uh, I'm not a jock. Um, th- th- there's lots of reasons, right? Um, you know, they know I haven't dated anybody else before. Lots of reasons, right? I'm not captain of the, of the team or, I mean, I could go into so many, right? But what you don't realize is that you now take that no and you internalize like, and you have these reasons. And now you project that onto the connection that you have right there. You're like, oh, he really is a jerk. She really is a jerk. I don't want to. And then they project that back to you. And really, there wasn't a thing of them not liking you. It's all because of what you elicited out. And it boomeranged right back to you. So people read energy. Okay? They feel energy every single day in their life. They do. So knowing that we accept or we reject. Okay, and then after that, projection is automatic. Whether the the decision to accept or reject is automatic or not, the projection is automatic, and so is the connection. Just like I mentioned about those microphones, right, in that room. They're on all the time. They're always going to be projecting out to somewhere and then connecting. But... How is it that we can get better at ARPC? I think one thing is to examine your thoughts, right? You can write down your thoughts if you want to. If you're having a thought and you're not feeling good about it, change it. There's no reason you can't change that thought. Sure you can. Change it. When you have good thoughts, you're going to feel great inside. You're going to feel amazing inside. And then when you understand that sometimes you might accept something you don't want to 
or because you're afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Well, you got to realize that if you do that, the main person you're hurting is you. Yeah, you. Oh, you know, you're a terrible musician. Now you suddenly just walk away with your head down between your legs and you're just walking away. And you're almost ready to cry. Because you've internalized that and you've accepted it. Instead of being like, you could have walked and said, I know I'm a great musician. I don't care what he thinks. That's great. And go play some music. Or, hey, Brian, listen, I know we've been friends for a long time. And I know you think I suck at playing the piano. <laughs> and that's cool. But I play some of the best music around. You can't even, you couldn't even play a note. Do you have to be nasty like that? No. Hey, Brian, I know we've been friends for a long time. And I understand you don't think I'm a great uh, pianist. That's fine. I know that I'm great. I'm in concerts twice a year. Take care. And you can walk away. You don't need to be nasty, but you need to make sure that you re-emphasize the fact that it's opposite of what you'd be silencing. And by silencing, you'd be accepting what it is they're putting out. It's not hard to understand that, right? No. It's not hard to understand. And so now that we know that we can choose whether we accept or we reject, and we know that if we are quiet, we say nothing, either in our mind or to the person, we're going to hit a hard save in our subconscious. And the next time we think about playing, oh, I don't want to play. I'm horrible at playing the piano. Because it's going to keep emphasizing. It's going to keep going over and over and over and reinforce the fact that I'm just a terrible piano player. See how that works? And you do this with so many things in your life. It could be uh, sports. It could be uh, cooking. It could be academics. Could be friendships, could be dating, um, could be volunteering, right? Could be public speaking. It could be so many different things in your life. So step one is you're going to accept or reject. So why not be cognizant of doing one of the one of the two, okay? And know which one you want. Next, realize that whatever you choose is going to be projected. That's inevitable. And then it's going to be connected again, whether you want or not. And so if somebody says something to you or you get an answer that you don't like, don't assume anything. We all know what assume means. I won't get into that. But we don't want to assume it. Person says, oh, um, yeah, I don't want to dance. You could then, they might have, should have told you, well, I'm tired, but maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe they don't want to tell you that they're tired. Maybe they don't want to tell you that they danced with five other guys before you. Maybe not. And then you could say something like, um, hey, I understand. Um, want to get an ice cream with me? And if they say yes or they smile, it's not about you. It was about the dancing. It's like, oh, I'm glad you decided to have ice cream. This is cool. Yeah, John, listen, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to dance, and it wasn't because of you. It's just because I danced with several other people before, and I'm really tired, or I'm a really bad dancer, and 
I didn't want to tell you that because I figured you didn't want to hang around with me if I told you that. See how that changes the mood a little bit? And it changes how they respond. It changes how you respond. Dr. Dwayne Dyer, somebody I followed for many years, and, and God rest his soul, he died several years ago. We learned something from him, and that was something we learned from Patanjali's. And he said, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. I asked that person to dance with me. And instead of being negative, like, oh, they don't like me, and I take that all in, and I reject myself, comes back, it projects, it connects them, and then they're like, cool, um, want to grab a soda? Or you want to want to get a bite, want to get, get a bite? Or you want to get some ice cream or something? That's all. will generally not reject you twice in a row, okay? And most rejections don't come because of something you did. It's something that happened before you, okay? Um, let's say that uh, you're on a swim team and your best buddy asks you to go swimming with him. And you say no. And they do the same thing. They, they, oh, they don't really want to swim with me. They're whatever. You just say, I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not as fast as, as he is. Uh, I'm not athletic as he is. I don't dive off the board as elegant as he does. I don't, and I could just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all these. And then that gets projected back to him. And then back and like, oh, he really is a jerk. I don't want to hang with him or swim with him. So like, Hey, hey, Brendan, thanks for asking me to go swim. Um, today's not good to go swimming. I, I kind of did four laps before you got in the pool. Um, do you want to catch a movie maybe later? Yeah, fine. So that's the secret, ladies and gentlemen. Acceptance, rejection, projection, connection comes back to who? You. Yes. Let's think of ARPC like a boomerang, but let's think of it like a mirror. When you smile in a mirror, what happens? You see a smile back, right? If you frown in the mirror, you frown back. If someone says something positive to you, what's the first thing you do? Say something positive back. If someone says something negative to you, what do you do? First, you want to disagree with it, right? But my key is understanding positive energy. Because positive energy is the first step to living a successful life. We have to understand that people in this world may not always act the way you want. And there could be lots of reasons for that. We don't have to analyze that tonight. What we do want to do is just acknowledge the fact that, hey, it happened. And it's all small stuff. So just let it go. Don't analyze why and all these things. I remember being in um, grammar school and high school. And I remember how, 
know, when you get your first friend, it's like, we're friends for like, it's like not even a couple hours. And it's like, and then after class, you're like, when it's like, he didn't wave to me or she didn't wave to me. Like, what I do? And it's like, if you knew what you knew now back then, you'd be like, just chill. <laughs> We'd have to analyze everything. Oh, well, the person didn't, didn't wave to me in the morning or didn't say hello with a, with a smile. Realize it may not be you. It may be they had a rough night or maybe they're stressed because they got a Spanish test or something, but don't take it out on you. Keep doing that and it'll bounce right back to them and then it'll bounce back in your face and then they're going to want to not hang with you. You're going to be too much drama or you're going to be too much of an effort to be around. They have a word for that in school. They call that high-maintenance friends. Yeah. Those are people you have to over-please. Because if you don't, well, let's just say they're going to drop you. And those are people that are not worth being friends. But back in grammar school and, and high school days especially, everyone was analyzing everyone. What you did, what you said, where you walked, uh, what you were doing, what you wore. Everything was analyzed. And when that happened, and also the whole concept of growing up, it was stressful. People think that, you know, just going to high school, going to college, it's stressful just to do your courses. It can be. But you know what the real stress is? Being on your own. Living alone starting to understand how do you deal with people? How do you deal with them? And even after college, ladies and gentlemen, I've even had some people that have been, how can I say, a little bit interesting. But the main thing that I've learned through all these years is that people are going to react the way they want. And if they don't act the way you want, don't throw a fit. Let it slide off like water on your back in the shower, all right? And chances are they'll probably come around and say, hey, John, listen, I'm sorry if I was short. No, no, you're fine. Listen, I didn't mean to do that. I'll make it up to you. Let's, let's grab pizza or something. Let that come to them, all right? Stay positive. Hey, John, I'm, I'm really busy. No problem. No, listen, have a great day. Good luck on your Spanish test. Oh, yeah, thanks. You too. See, that's what happens. And leave and then let them come back to you. If I had this advice when I was in high school, I know it would have been a lot easier. So hopefully some people out there are still in high school or they have um, a brother or sister in high school. And they could pass on this information because I think this bit of uh, information I'm sharing or these nuggets I'm sharing in tonight's show is something that should come in your own owner's manual. There isn't an owner's manual. I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to find where they are. <laughs> uh, so we don't have an owner's manual. We kind of learn through experiences. And this is why we're here every day, ladies and gentlemen. We're here because we're here to experience life. And when something pulls us down, realize there is a reason for that. That's a story for another show, but uh, acceptance, rejection, projection, connection. Everybody understand that now? We accept or we reject. 
then we project, and then we connect. If we keep the communication lines positive, they're only going to be positive coming back to you. If someone is negative to you, I don't care if it's someone your age, younger, or older, okay? Uh, had this one time with a landlord, and the person thought they were like all that. And I didn't try to challenge them. All I did was start being nice to them. Uh, good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening. Hold it, oh, hold the door for the person. It's like, oh, we got it, thanks. You don't need to hold it for us. And they start feeling bad because you're starting to feel good, and that's okay. But you know what it's going to do? It's going to get them to change how they look at you. And when they do that, they're going to change their attitude toward you, toward you. Now, they may not become your best friend. Okay, don't expect that. But at least they're going to become more bearable. They're going to be a little more respectful to you. And I think that's the key, ladies and gentlemen, in our life. Learning ARPC is about how you can get more respect and how you can get more peace in your life. That is, that's so viable, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, like I said, I wish somebody would have shared that nugget with me when I was in, um, when I was in high school. But unfortunately, no one ever did. And, you know, when you go to a class or you're doing things and, you know, you have to go to whatever class it is. And you can't necessarily go talk to someone because the most important thing was getting your studies done. However, people became a very, how can I say, distracting thing sometimes because the fact that you're going into AP chemistry and your best friend's not talking to you suddenly might affect your output on that test. So when something doesn't go the way you want, or when somebody tries to lead you down a path that you don't want to go down, you don't need to accept it. You can reject it. Remember I said before, it's okay to agree to disagree. You don't need to be the kingpin. You don't need to be the leader. You just need to stand for what you believe in. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for asking me to go bowling. Uh, I'm not feeling bowling. Uh, if you're open to doing something else, like golf or something, I'll be happy to do that. And all you did was communicate back to him instead of saying, oh, I don't want to go bowling with you. So the more we can communicate, the better it will be because just like we have challenges, right? Other people have those same challenges. So why not make communicating with other people easier? They'll thank us for it. And our lives with them will be a lot more fun and um, a lot more interesting in a positive way. Ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. Uh, you've been listening to my JCM Hour. It has been amazing being with you here tonight on June 10th. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that ARPC is not something you're going to master in 24 hours. It's one of those things where you've got to, you know, take a sip of it. Put it back. Come back, take the sip. Put it back, take the sip. And kind of digest it slowly. And as you do that, there'll be different things that appear in front of you. And you'll be able to test yourself on how to do that. So tomorrow, uh, whether it's Sunday or whether it'll be your Monday, depending on where you're going to work, understand that it's about respect first. 
Understand that you're going to accept or reject something, okay? Whether you choose to or whether you don't, it's going to happen. So why not be conscious of the decision and make the one you want? And the second thing, ladies and gentlemen, is to understand that it will project whether you want it to or not. And then, ladies and gentlemen, know what's going to connect. Understand that what you do will boomerang back to you, whether that's positive or whether that's negative. Now, it might not necessarily boomerang back immediately, but it could boomerang back very hard and hit you when you least expect it. And why not have something come back that boomerangs and hits you that would be pleasant to feel, understand, and enjoy? Our feelings, ladies and gentlemen, our emotions are what empower us. Why not help other people as well? Because when we do, they're going to want to send us some good energy back too. So exception, acceptance, rejection, projection, connection. A lot of letters there. This is why people are the way they are with us. Not because of them, but because of us. So we have more power than we think. Don't manipulate it. Treat others in the manner in which you would want to be treated. Choose to accept things or reject things when you feel appropriate about them. But do that in a kind, friendly manner. And once you've done that, allow it to flow through the universe to the connections. And you'll see that your life is going to be pretty amazing. Be sure to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com for more of my great creations. You know I have a science channel. I have a motivational channel. I have a coaching channel. There's even GFR, Genuine Foods Review Channel. There's so many channels you can check out. I really would love you to uh, do that, share them. And let me know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, any of the comments, um, how they're resonating with you. And is there a certain topic that you'd like me to cover uh, so I could put that on our schedule to get it into programming uh, as soon as possible because I enjoy creating content, ladies and gentlemen, that inspires you and helps us all become better versions of ourselves. Because let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, when we learn how to become better, we help others become better, and we start to enjoy life a lot more than we thought possible. Friction happens because of resistance. When we learn to go with the flow, life just becomes a lot easier. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time Radio episode. We've got many more. This is that place where you're going to get inspired. You're going to become passionate about the dreams that you want to achieve in life. To learn more about John's other great creations, just visit Believe, that's B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, achieve, A-C-H-I-E-V-E dot com. And we'll see you again on another Inspirations for Your Life episode. Thanks, and I hope that you have a great day. And remember, success is inevitable when you start to believe because then my friends you truly will achieve see you soon